Round one in the books. The Sharks and some of our colleagues here get their guy and some interesting picks along the road. We'll break it down the entire first round right now. This is Teal Town Live. Good evening, everyone. It is Friday night, July 23rd, 2021. Yeah, you might want to turn off the opening ceremony because we have some hockey prospects to talk about. All right, welcome to Teal Town Live. This is your live interactive post-round one draft show. So to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow hockey fans across the world on the page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, discord after the show and find everything at tealtownusa.com and with that i say good evening everyone you're not just stuck with only me you got two experts who know this draft better than i do uh i am joined by ian reed hello hello, hello. and joining us from new york mark eisenberg what's happening bud hey how you doing doing good doing good especially after we as uh, as uh, Kevin was saying, we got our guy uh, earlier. We'll get into William Eklund and the Sharks picking just a jiffy, but uh, uh, I'll start with the overall consensus. Uh, you know, number one pick, Owen Power to Buffalo. Uh, you know, Mark, wh what did you you think? You expect he he kind of winked as like, yeah, I'm going. I might go back to college this year. Maybe you don't want to grab me. Yeah, I mean, I think most people knew he was going number one, at least for the last couple of months. Um, Michigan, oh, they're going to be stacked next year. So uh, him going back there, they're going to have to try and find minutes for all these players. Yeah, all right. It's crazy. <laughs> any, uh, Ian, for you, any surprises, uh, especially in the top five, where, speaking of Michigan, three of the top five uh, come from the Wolverines? Yeah, I was I was surprised that Kent Johnson went as high as he did. Um, like personally, I, I thought I thought it, he went a little higher than I thought he was going to go. I, I thought he would probably round out the top 10. But um, I mean, good, good player. Nonetheless, it's going to be interesting, right? Because like a lot of these guys, like you just talked about how like Owen Powers, like said, he's going back to back to college. And I think a lot of these guys, I think that's going to be like the theme of the first round. I don't think a lot of these guys are going to play in the NHL next year. Um, it's just one of those drafts. And I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that should get anybody's, you know, get anybody worried or anything. But um, I, I think that, you know, Owen Power going back to um, back to Michigan is going to be kind of the theme of this draft a lot of guys probably not making the jump this year regardless of how bad the team might need the boost and and that's fine gotcha um yeah i i think when when i was doing the live reaction it was like okay owen power number one cool uh you know ben years uh, who which i i keep wanting to say bernier's for for <laughs> some reason, you know, I think it's just because of Steve Bernier, but uh, but Mason McTavish, a little of a surprise at number three, uh, and, and with these OHL guys, I, I think because they didn't get to have a season, 
and in general, actually, because of of the scouting that had to take, you know, all over the place, uh, virtually, uh, this is kind of this is a little bit of a crapshoot, isn't it? Yeah, it, I definitely think McTavish went a little early, but at the same time, there are some people. Um, putting him pretty high on their list because you know the NHL's fascination with centers. So, yeah. And he's a big center, and he's one of the few guys who's listed as a center and actually projects as a center. So, um, you know, the Ducks taking him, a little bit surprising. I definitely wouldn't have taken him at three, but you never know. He could be their center of the future. Yeah, I don't know if – I like, and I don't know if he – I don't know if he's a center in the NHL. What I want to see, though, is, is if he gets to their farm team sooner than later – and one Ryan Merkley still there. I want to see that interaction on the ice because they did not get along in Peterborough. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> As we moved along, you know, to number six, I was like, this is where I think in a lot of the chat were saying, okay, this is where Eklund's going to go. And then came, uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Edmondson. Thank you. You know, Evan, Ed, no, no. see, I can't even say it. Uh, forgive me. Uh, I hear Kevin having a, being cursed, you know. Um, but uh, I was like, okay, here we go. This is a, this is a lock. And, and guys, you know, William Eklund, I know, Ian, you were super high on him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was your guy that, uh, well, essentially, your guy that you thought number one overall, but also you know, not alone overall, but he was like he was like number one, like uh, on my wish list of guys that you take at seven, he was on top. I, my list, um, for those um, wondering, I had Eklund, Clark, Gunther, which actually all got drafted in that order, uh, <laughs> right. and then I had Walstead, um, and then I had Johnson, and then Lysel was my kind of my board. Um, but yeah, like w- William Eklund. Like a lot of people were are really excited to see what Jonathan Dolan does this year, right? Because he put up a ton of points um, in the Elsvenskin. But uh, William Eklund put up a ton of points in the SHL as a 17-year-old, which is ungodly. Like, you know, it's it was the, the, some of the players that are coming from the SHL this year are going to be really, really good. Uh, and Walstead's another guy who really did just amazing things in the top tier league in the Swedish league. And in my opinion, I mean, the, the tier of leagues, NHL, KHL, SHL, like those are the three leagues, uh, top three leagues in the world. So uh, to do what uh, Eklund did in the SHL as a 17 year old, I mean, that's that's exciting. I don't know how you can't be excited for that. Mark, what's your take on William Eklund as I um, pull up some info from uh, NHL stats here the for the 5'10", 176-pounder uh, from Sweden? He uh, was definitely number one on of realistic picks for me. Um, I actually had him as number two in my draft preview right behind Powers, and that was a power just because of the fact that I knew Powers was going number one. Um, but I think Eklund's actually the most talented player in the draft. Um I, I thought there was a chance of him going as high as number two based on a lot of the conversations I had seen recently, and his stock has been skyrocketing over the last month or so. Um, but I think he just is an extreme talent, and as was just mentioned, like he just dominated in one of the best leagues 
in the world for someone his age. Um, two names that come to mind um, were guys who were drafted last year, Lucas Raynand and Alexander Holtz, and he outscored both of them. Both of those mm-hmm. guys were top 10 picks in a stronger draft last year, and they've got, it. I think, it's eight or nine months on him. So um, just an absolutely fantastic year for a draft-eligible player. And while I hope he stays in Europe for another season, I think he's probably one of the more uh, NHL-ready players, actually, in this draft. But I think he definitely needs another year in Sweden. Yeah, and I think, you know, people are going to, some people will probably knock his size. But I think if you look at guys like, and I'm not saying I, I don't like the NHL comparable game, but I'm just saying, like, if you look at his size and you get worried, like, I would point out guys like Alex DeBrinkett and Cole Caulfield, like, are showing that small guys can absolutely thrive in this league now. So uh, both of you would project that they would go back to Sweden for next season or could he like shine at camp to maybe steal a spot? I don't think, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think the sharks are, the sharks aren't in a rush. Like we don't, I don't think you need to rush him over. Like I, I, I let him play in Europe another year and then probably bring him over. Um, he's going to get more, he's going to get a better experience playing in the SHL than in the AHL like it would be you'd be dropping him like obviously it's a different style of game and I will concede that point but I don't think you need to do that this year again like there's no we don't need to rush him over here we don't want we don't want another Mirko Mueller like let him do his thing let him come over when it's time Yeah, I definitely agree. And the only thing that concerns me, and I'm sure I was just joking around, but if you saw that little um, uh, video of Doug Wilson Jr. giving him the call um, and Wilson was right next to him and Wilson, um, GM Wilson, Papa Wilson, he's saying, um, (laughs) he's saying, I heard you're ready. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, no, no, please, no, don't rush him. Yeah, that that kind of got me like, oh, Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, another year, you know, won't be a problem. And then if, you know, he's not ready, he'll, he'll be ready to open up the new rink yet, uh, with the CUDA, I guess. Uh, I, you know, I, I, and you guys were really high on him. Uh, number eight for LA, you know, was Brant Clark. And yeah, uh, that, that makes me sad. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm glad we got Eklund. Don't be wrong. Like, I'm glad that we took Eklund, but uh, Brant Clark, another guy. I, you know, there's there's some question marks on his skating, but he's another guy who went and played in Europe, not obviously in the SHL, like, but he was still playing. You know, he was still playing in a, in a men's league, and I thought he he acquitted himself very well there. Um, I think that if you look at LA, probably one of their one of their holes to get into, you know, to really take that next step forwards, probably on the blue line a little bit. So I, I, it's a great pick for them. I don't like it as a Sharks fan, but um, if you're a Kings fan, I think you should be really happy with that pick. We won't be regretting, you know, taking someone over another person, right? I, I mean, time will tell, but like right now, like the Sharks got the guy they should have got at that pick like with the based on the guys that were on the board the sharks made the right pick in my opinion and i hope time will bear that out yeah and 
it's it's going to be a good one i think in a very lo- very long time i i thought he he was one of the guys you guys were raving about him and looking up his stats and looking you know everything it's like okay i i can go with this uh there were some comments uh from Doug Wilson and and Doug Wilson Jr. Uh, on the post-draft call. Uh, Wilson Jr. saying, Eklund is a very mature, has speed, possession, everything we look for, and he fits great in our culture. Uh, I'm very excited to have him as a shark. Uh, to have DW say he's a coach's dream. But one of the interesting comments that came out was that uh, they had Ben Years number one on their board. Um, you know, with Eklund number two. Obviously, I mean, Ben Years is a, is a nice talent, but I mean, I I think you know, for for Eklund, who was the number one European skater according to Central Scouting, was like was pretty pretty awesome and almost on even par, I would think, with Ben Years. I yeah, I mean. Mark, I mean, Mark, Mark, Mark said it best earlier, right? Like Beniers is, is, is a big talent. Like he's a, he's a talented guy. Um, I mean, a lot of people had Eklund really high on their boards. Um, like if you, if you go through and you look at some of the rankings, um, from like some of the scouting services and stuff, like a lot of people were really high on Eklund. And again, it was kind of like after the third pick, like it was kind of, it was like, Oh, it's start time. Um, because again, like this, this draft could have gone any number of ways. Like I really wanted Eklund, but I was, I wasn't sold coming into today that he was going to be still on the board. And then when he was there, I mean, I just held my breath because I'm like, God, the sharks don't, don't do this to me. Do not, do not do the sharks with this pick. Like the, the right pick is right there. Don't screw this up. I mean, and, there, and there's guys that they, they could have taken over Eklund and I would have been upset, but it would still be okay with, right? Like if they would have took some of the guys that went after Eklund, I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be like completely livid. Um, but I'm no, I'm not shocked that um, Eklund was that high on, uh, on the shark sport because I, again, like Mark said, he was high on a lot of people's sports. Definitely. Yeah, and I think also with that, the difference between him and Veneers is just that I think Eklund is a higher ceiling, but Veneers, I think, is more of a a guy that a team, especially like Seattle, who's starting to look for their guy, um, he fits. he's going to fit perfectly onto that second line or above. Like, it's almost, I'd say, a guarantee with his work ethic and his talent um, that that guy is definitely going to be on the second line and possibly even first line in the future. So it, it's two through eight or two through seven could have gone a lot of different ways. And that's why there was a million different mock drafts with totally different orders, which is weird yeah. compared to most years. But um, I was also shocked that Eklund dropped. I think actually either earlier today, I tweeted that he was no longer even on my list because there's just so much talk about him going in the top five right. that I was just like, now I was like, okay, well, let me focus on Gunther Johnson and say Hughes, if Hughes dropped past New Jersey. Right. So yeah, it, it was tough. And I was just shocked to see him there at seven. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought Eklund was either going to Anaheim or maybe Columbus because we all knew that. Uh, I didn't think he'd make it past Detroit. Yeah, they love their Swedes, and they, they chose another <laughs> one. But him in particular, I was like, he is definitely going to Detroit if he makes it six. Yeah, I, I, I thought for sure he was either in Anaheim or Columbus because we all knew that 
that Luke Hughes was going to go to New Jersey. I, I think there was a lot of, uh, a, a lot of expectations there, and, and boy, howdy, did Jack get excited that he, he's got his brother coming to play <laughs> with him. <laughs> got very excited. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Ian, got to give you kudos to you uh, for going Eklund, Clark, and Gunther, 7 through 9. Uh, should get more cute, you know, kudos for that. Curtis Pashelka, if you're watching, you know, give him the shout out. Take that, Kevin Lacey. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, were you surprised? I, I'm not surprised Arizona tried to get back into the into the first round, but with that trade uh, today, that's that sent Eklund Larson and um, Connor Garland over to Vancouver for basically a. Uh, cap dump with Jay Beagle and, and Louis Erickson along with uh, the number nine pick. I mean, I, I think Arizona is actually doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Like Arizona they, had a really good day. Yeah. And if you look at like what they've kind of done now and stocked up, they have, I think it's eight second round picks in the next two years. They have a first rounder this year that they just used on Gunther, who I still think is going to be a very good player. If we couldn't get Eklund, he was one of the guys I wanted. Yeah. And then they have a first round. They have their own first rounder next year, but eight second rounders. Like they can trade two of those against the first round and still have even what still five, six more second rounders. They they're doing well for just basically doing what some other franchises should do. I'm not going to necessarily say the Sharks, but they're pretty much admitting they suck. And they're finding a way to get better. And that a lot of times is via the draft. Yeah, a great, great bit of business for for the uh, Coyotes today. Um, I, I don't hate it for Vancouver either. I mean, they definitely got, they moved a lot of cap spacer out. Right. So I, I don't hate it for them, but I don't, I'm not like, I, I, I'm not as high on, on their side of the deal as I am on um, on the Coyotes. I think that... Ekman Larson contract is is scary. Yeah, and it clears up some space that they were going to need for Quinn Hughes and you know Patterson uh, in the very near future. So that they get out of get out of all that. So, um, oh boy, uh, guys, let's confirm this here. Uh, Skyler with the super chat donation. Thank you very much. Uh, Reinhardt to Florida via Elliot Freeman. Curious to see what the full deal is. Yes, and, and because we finally have a trade to announce, I have to finally use it. We have a trade to announce. Thank you, Kevin Lacey Bettman, on there. Uh, but Skylar, thank you very much for the super chat donation. Of course, for those watching on YouTube, uh, when if you would like to donate via super chat, we will read those on the air, and uh, the, por- the proceeds go back to uh well one help us out and also help essentially google uh, open up the googleplex around the shark tank so that's uh that's it kevin lacy saying that is confirmed so we have uh we have uh uh yeah i see everyone confirming it but not no idea what the trade is got it so we'll wait on that we'll keep that uh on there just yet and uh keep that in check so uh Elliot Friedman, if you're watching, thank you. And please tell us when it happens, when we know the confirmation of that. So, all right. And, and Skylar, thank you for uh, bringing that to us. appreciate that immensely. 
Of course. Uh, going to 10, uh, Tyler Boucher, uh, Brian Boucher's son, uh, gets selected by the Ottawa Senators, which makes begs me the question, guys, did former NBC analyst Pierre Maguire wink, wink at former NBC analyst uh, Brian Boucher as to, hey, you might want to take this guy in the first round. <laughs> That's a brutal pick. Yeah. Like such a reach. When like the it's funny because like and I, I hate like the the comparable game, right? Like I feel like a comparable's easy to do, but like I find like some guys like you'll get like six different completely different guys for an initial comparable. But when when the when the comparable that comes out is this is Tom Wilson with a little more skill. Oh boy. That's yikes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think he was projected by most people to go in the second round and then to take him at 10, especially with some of the other names that were still available. Ooh, that was rough. That's actually what I was worried about the Sharks doing. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was terrified. <laughs> was I was like, okay, don't move. ruin this. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a typical Sharks move. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you trade up to number eight to get Devin Setaguchi when Andre Kopitar Nine. is right there. Yeah. Uh, of course, or the, Mirko Mueller when Anthony Manta is sitting right there. Oh too. God! Uh, Sorry we, to remind you. Though, so, I mean, we could go all the way back to Pat Falloon and oh, pass up on Scott Unermeyer, but that's another show for another time. Uh, of course, the the Coyotes had their uh, their own first round pick voided because of of uh, some shenaniganery. Uh, it's combine tampering or something along those lines. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make your own combine people uh, right you know columbus with their second pick in the first round cole sillinger uh from the u.s uh national development team or excuse me i'm sorry from uh, the ushl from sioux falls uh my apologies for that and to the sillinger family for that uh you know coronado to calgary isaac rosen to buffalo uh guys through like from 14 to 20, uh, were there any surprises for you? Well, we got the goalie conversation. Kosa going before uh, Wallstead. It's great. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that because all year long, um, Wallstead was definitely the go-to goalie. And then Kosa kind of in the last couple of months, I feel like he creeped more into the conversation and people started actually saying he could get drafted before Wallstead. And um, yeah, I mean, Iserman, he likes the big goalies, so he gets Kosa. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's an, it, it intrigues me, right? Because I thought that Wallstead was probably the better goalie. I think with Kosa, I always get nervous when goalies are big because there's a certain element of size worship that is going into goaltending right now where it's like, if you're not 6'6", you're not a goalie. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, this is the guy that drafted Vasilevsky. So, I, you know, you, yeah. it's hard to go against Iserman. Um, I, there's... I didn't like the trade that he did earlier with the Islanders, but like this, I mean, this might turn out to be a good piece of work. It's going to be interesting to see um, after after he traded up to to get in there because I thought for sure, oh, they're going to get Wallstead now. But uh, going Costa, it's, it's it's an interesting pick, and I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Costa is six six, uh, the same height that Aiden Hill is, so that that's going to be an interesting one to see along with uh Nelikovic, uh, uh just picked up from Carolina just the other day ago. So, uh, moving onward, 
as we go deeper in the into the uh, later round or later picks. But like you guys said, Jesper Walstead go, drops down to twentieth. You know, some people were mentioning that maybe the Sharks go after a goaltender at seven. Uh, you know, obviously Eklund's the better choice. Uh, but uh, you know, for Minnesota though, who didn't lose Kakinen in the expansion draft, who has Cam Talbot, and yes, goaltenders tend to be take time to develop. But uh, uh, for the twenty-year-old from Sweden, I mean, I think it's great. Like, because I think Kakinen's, I like, I like Kakinen a lot, but I don't know how. I don't know what his ceiling projects to be. And the thing with Wallstead is, is, is again, you're another guy who you're not bringing over right now. I'd let Wallstead play another year over uh, in the SHL. And then I think maybe the year after that's when you get him over. Cause then you obviously want to get him in the HL. You got to start getting him used to the angles on the North American ice surface, but he's not, again, you don't need to to rush a guy over and then they'll know what they have in Kokkinen. And then they, if they, if they're really happy with what they have in Kokkinen, then they have this big blue chip trade piece, right? Or they can trade Kokkinen and, and, and go with, like Wallstead, it's a, it's great for Minnesota, who has done some very questionable things in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Bill Guerin making making uh, splashes and getting a goaltender, little heat on in the organization down the road, of course. Uh, you know, oh. oh. In the later rounds, uh, except for we won't we weren't gonna touch thirty one just yet, but uh, uh, Chase Stillman twenty nine to New Jersey, where where you know we thought maybe this is the pick that that could you know we heard rumors that Kevin Weeks had mentioned, hey watch out for Sharks and Devils, uh, you know whether it was a four or if it was at twenty nine. Um, you know any anything that that sticks out here? Of course, Chase Stillman, uh, New Jersey took. You know Corey Stillman's son uh, in this one here. Um, but uh, guys, anything anything from like twenty one to twenty nine or twenty one to thirty? Um, I'm not I'm not sad like that the the Sharks didn't make that move because the the piece going the other way at least it was rumored to be Timo Meyer and I'm not I I know a lot of people are really sour on Timo Meyer. I'm not throw him overboard sour on him yet like i think yeah does he need to have like a serious bounce back season next year absolutely i'll be the first to say that but i'm not throw him overboard sour with timo meyer at this point yeah and i agree i would have i would have been okay i think with timo meyer being traded for the fourth pick that i would have been um i think that would have been fair value but for 29th um no not in this draft this draft's not strong enough for the 29th pick to be worth a guy who despite his downward trend in the last couple seasons, still has a 30-goal season under his belt, 60 points, right. former top 10 pick in a very strong draft, which I know really doesn't matter anymore. But, um, right. yeah, Timo Meyer is, you know, you, if you're trading him, you're getting top 10 pick or you're getting really strong pieces. Right. Yeah, and, and, yeah, if it was 29 for Meyer, that's a little, little controversial. Well, maybe more than little, but, I mean... Goodness gracious, yeah. It, that that was, I was kind of expecting something there from Doug Wilson, but you know, granted, he doesn't have a second round pick. It's tough to move up just the just the scotch like it usually is, or to have the extra picks to move up in there. 
Uh, so to recap, 21 through 30, you know, Fabian Lysel from Sweden goes to Boston. Xavier Boljol, uh to Edmonton. Did I get that right, Ian? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Close so. Borgo. I think it's Borgo. 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 Something Borgo. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh <laughs> You know, I'm always trying to impress with the with the pronunciations. That's all. Um, Wyatt Johnson to Dallas. Uh, you know, that was an interesting pick. Yeah, I remember you were mentioning about that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to get drafted tomorrow that haven't played a whole lot of games in the last season, right? And and that's just a product of the situation now. Does, is that a bad thing? No, because, I mean, these guys played hockey games before the last year, obviously. Um, so scouts do have something to go off of. Obviously, you want to see how players progress as they get to their draft year and then beyond their draft year. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see. I think there's going to be players in this draft year that are going to surprise based on where they're taken just because of the lack of eyes on things that they did this year. Um there's going to be, I think this is going to be one of those weird drafts where we're going to look back and go, wow, that was a steal. How did that happen? And then we'll remember COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Zachary Leheru, uh, who was, uh, he got suspended four times, apparently, uh, in between uh, Halifax and uh, Moncton. Uh I, I think it was funny. I tweeted this out like on that one. It was like, cause you always hear about well, character issues, character mm-hmm. issues. This guy's falling. Cause character issues guy gets suspended four times. This guy's awesome. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's literally who, who you, uh, who you talk to about that, you know, uh, you know, Oscar Olofsson from Colorado or to Colorado, uh, and then, of course, we mentioned Chase Stillman, Zachary Dean uh, from uh, Gatineau goes to the Vegas Golden Knights. And then. Yeah, it's an interesting pick for the Golden Knights. I think, um, again, probably some a player you wanted to see more from. Um, the Q did get to play um, this year. But, um, I mean, you know, again, like this draft, especially this draft in particular like this late first round is not good (laughs) so i mean i think yeah i i think you're gonna i think some guys are gonna take flyers on guys but i i i think zach dean from what little i've seen of him he's he's a decent player and the golden knights might find something there right uh nolan allen at 32 and then back at 31 uh, the very controversial pick uh, of uh logan melu uh, who basically tried to take himself out of the uh, out of the draft because of uh, controversial uh, issues that uh, that uh, he caused himself, to say the least. Um, which you know, what the fuck are you thinking, dude? Uh, I was surprised they made that pick. I, I honestly. I mean, I didn't think he was going to get drafted at all, but then I had to do like a double take when I saw that. I was like, are you kidding me? In the first round, Montreal just took this guy. How is this possible with all the news going around with him right now? I just, I don't understand. And it's and it's really awful because 
Mark Bergevin was, of course, in the front office of of Chicago, where all these allegations oh, are. Geez, he right. was in the front yes. office, right? So, I mean, yes. it's just, it's just, it looks terrible on so many fronts. And I'm not, am I shocked he got drafted? No, I'm. I, I figured he would get drafted by someone. It wouldn't, but in the first round, that's wild. Um, I don't think Montreal picks again until 61, so maybe they thought that he wasn't going to be there when they picked again, but, uh, man, (laughs) best sport, worst league. Yeah, it just doesn't help things out. And, in fact, on the call, um, as the draft was continuing, when asked about the Malu pick, Wilson said no comment. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, one thing AJ didn't mention about this as we kind of went through the first round, how are we feeling about the Sharks drafting since DW Jr. took the reins? So far, so good. Yeah. 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 You look at those last few drafts, and I think he's doing what Sharks fans wanted us to do for a while because we used to take a lot of those like safe guys or the players who – you knew guaranteed at least a third liner, but didn't have first line upside. Whereas now you look at the last few drafts and we're getting quality without having top picks. And now that we got a top pick, we just got the most talented player in the draft. So um, I'm officially on board with the Doug Wilson, Wilson Jr. train. And um, I will not hear any of those conversations about nepotism or any of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to echo that entirely. I mean, there's, it's it obviously like we're going to start seeing pretty soon because some of a lot of the, you know, a lot of these players from the earlier Doug Wilson junior drafts are going to um, need to make the jump. Um, but I mean, I've been more excited about the drafts under Doug Wilson junior than I have been in a long time as a Sharks fan. Yeah. Like there was always like, like I still think there's like, you know, the Sharks have always done with, good with like the late round gems and stuff but like just completely like missing in the higher rounds and so far so far so good yeah uh i i like it merkley we haven't seen him just yet but um you know hopefully he makes he makes his uh makes his debut in the fairly near future uh ozzy looks like he's he could be a gem and like I said earlier, he's already working on uh, on work, or I should say, he's working out uh, in San Jose. So he's yeah, definitely there's Weisblatt, to... there's Tristan Robbins, who I'm really high on. Um, Bordalo, Bordalo, obviously, it goes without saying. Uh, it's you know, like I said, it's just uh, it, obviously, you know, we're gonna see what happens when these players have to make the jump. But there's there's some really exciting players in the in the system, uh, not in the well in the system. But uh, we just need to get them over to into the actual system and start seeing how they perform. Right. Don't ruin them, Summer. I mean, um, yeah, that'd be great to see. Uh, I've seen, you know, uh, you know, and looking in the chat, you know, everybody's like, like a tiger saying, "Bordello, baby, Bordello." Uh, you know, yeah. Dino Botrex, uh The Eklund pick is incredibly exciting. I'm sad we didn't try to get Wallstead though. Uh, a faulty synapse. Right. I'm in favor of his picks thus far. I think, you know, and it's, but it's like you said, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to get up in that first, like, especially in the first round. Um, if you wanted to get up into like that 10 to 20 range where you'd probably want to go to try and take Wallstead, it's hard to do that without a second. Yeah. 
Uh, so we'll, we shall see what happens tomorrow. Uh, rounds two through seven will begin at 8 a.m. on the Pacific Coast uh, and uh, 11 a.m. on the East. Uh, that'll be on NHL Network down here in the U.S. I believe it's on Sportsnet up in up in beautiful Canada. So uh, should be interesting on that. We will have a uh, recap of all the Sharks picks uh, from the entire draft tomorrow. Uh, so be on the lookout for that one. So uh, so with that, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, also check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course always available at tealtownusa.com. So with that, we will wrap things up uh, for uh, for tonight. Thankfully, uh, but another long tray and long longer. Blah, 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 blah. Easy for me to say. Another long day tomorrow. So uh, check us out on the YouTube channel and uh, on our social media. We appreciate it. So, well, last words for you, uh, Mark. Good to see you again. Uh, Your thoughts? Yes, yeah, great to see you guys. Um, that was. Uh... The happiest I've been at a Sharks draft. I literally yelled out <laughs> loud as if we scored a game seven goal in overtime to beat Vegas. <laughs> and um, so that was a great moment. Um, I got a few good names still for the second round. Unfortunately, we don't have a pick in the second round. So we'll see if Dougie makes any moves tomorrow. Right. But um, there's some guys like we were talking about Brant. There's some other off uh, Brant Clark. There's some other good offensive defenses still available. Um, there's also... Atu Ratu, who's just been plummeting over the last yeah. year. But he was originally supposed to go possibly number one overall this time last year, and wow. he's still available. Big center. So we'll see what happens. It could be interesting tomorrow. Um, I'll be tuning in, and hopefully the Sharks make some moves to get up there. Yeah, there's a couple of names that I was surprised that didn't that didn't go already. I think Pastajov's another one. Yeah. Uh, Atu Ratu's, I thought, for sure would be in the first round, and there's definitely players that got taken in the first round that I would have taken Atu Radi over for sure. So I'm curious to see um, how far that slide continues uh, tomorrow. Um, my final thoughts, um, of course, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Um, I had an awful day, but you guys were uh, there to pick me up, and I super appreciate it. And then the Sharks didn't let me down. I had my angry Paddington picture all ready to go. Um, and they, you know, I didn't have to use it. And Maybe I should have used a Montreal picked. Oh, no. Wasted shit. opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, didn't have to use the angry Paddington picture. And anytime I don't have to use the angry Paddington picture, that is a good day. <laughs> That's very true. Um, Ian, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't see your tweet right away. So my condolences uh, to you, my friend. Uh, we love you, bud. And we're, and we're glad we we're able to distract you a little bit with uh, this with I this it, draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So uh, with that, we will get out of here. Uh, tomorrow, we will uh, recap the uh, Sharks draft picks. And uh, for everything Sharks-wise and uh, NHL draft-wise, keep it right here on Deal Town USA, right here on the YouTube channel. So make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. And, of course, hit that notification bell uh, as well so you get notified when we go live, whenever anything happens, especially if something breaks for sure. So for Mark, Ian, and myself, thanks for watching. And until tomorrow, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. 
Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, of course it doesn't want to work. <laughs>